All right. Hey, welcome back to the Go for CEO channel. This is John the Bomb. Building others means business. And uh, what an exceptional opportunity I have today. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be in store for an incredible voyage. You know, I met this young lady in uh, Clubhouse, which is a cool app. I haven't had a guest from Clubhouse in a while, uh, but, you know, super, super incredible relationships that we built on that social media app. And then this lady combined with another gentleman that was on our channel, uh, Brad, and, you know, now they created Zadassi, right? Uh, so what an incredible organization. You're going to learn so much about what they're doing to empower women in business. And obviously you see a powerful woman on your screen today. So Susie, welcome to the Go for CEO channel. Thank you for having me, John. I'm really excited to be here. I, um, yeah, as you said, Clubhouse was just such a godsend during those lockdown times. And we met people from all different countries, all different walks of life. And, and that is actually where I met Brad and our other two co-founders of Zadassi. I love it. I love it. So look, you know, we want to jump right into it and just kind of understand what Zadassi is all about. Um, you know, I've gotten some uh, really good inklings about what you're doing and how you're <clears throat> changing the business world, um, the entrepreneurship world for women. And, you know, as a father of three, uh, it's uh, super encouraging to uh, uplift our ladies in business. And uh, obviously, you're a powerful one with your own consulting business outside of this. So as the CEO of Zadassi, what's going on? Tell us, uh, you know, what was the story? How did it go? You know, what, what's, tell, give it, bring us up to speed. I love it. Thank you so much for that question. So first of all, Zadassi, a very interesting name, but with, just to keep it really simple and to set the framework, Zadassi is a company that is dedicated to offer access at speed to education, to funding, and to an elite network that will actually accelerate women in business accelerate their success. And so while that's a mouthful, let me unpack that. <clears throat> One of the things that I've learned in being in business for over 25 years is that it really is who you know. And who you know in your reference group impacts what you know and what you're willing to try. And so Zadassi came in, it's, it's actually was first started by Brad Menachemson, who you mentioned uh, was on your podcast. And he came to the conclusion that women are a disadvantage. He's watched his wife try to build a business and, and really saw the, the uh, contradiction of her making a phone call, him making a phone call, same content, same ask, different gender. And so he began to think about his own daughters and part of his legacy work was, I want to work to change the landscape so that women are not at a disadvantage simply because they're women. And I don't know if you know this, but currently the estimated time to close the wage gap in the US is uh, between men and women is 132 years. Um, another major statistic that we talk about is uh, a VC funding. While women start 38 to 42% of the new businesses, they only get 1.9% of the funding in 2002, uh, 2.4 in 2001. So we're going backwards. So the whole idea of Zidassi is how do we take reality and not be angry about it and not, um, you know, not try to, to change everything at once, but begin to move the needle into a more equitable future for women in business. So whether they are founders, whether they're um, women who are in a corporate setting, the very first step of our of our program is this training. And um, before you get into funding, let me back up a little bit. Zadassi is named for those three people that I mentioned. Uh, Zara, Brad's daughter, Daniela, Brad's wife, and Sierra, Brad's other daughter. And so as he started, he's like, this is my legacy business. I'm naming it Zadassi. It has a great deal of meaning to me. There have been moments as CEO that I look at him and go, okay, 
we're explaining the name, we're explaining the product, we're like, you know, but but it is a very personal thing for him. And he brought in three other co-founders, myself and two others, Eric Samdahl and Michelle Paschke, of and in that circle, we would not be where we are if we all weren't part of it. And so that is a really exciting uh, journey and you know, getting getting to work with other people who are experts in the arenas you're not really accelerates your growth. I love it. You know, the, putting the team together is, is a huge component. Uh, you know, you mentioned we all kind of met on Clubhouse and, and getting a chance to do that. What what steered you towards, I guess, just was it just a personal feeling of a K or did you see the business model? What what intrigued you to become the CEO of Zadesi? So I changed the business model when I became CEO. So um, what I what drew me to Zadassi was the mission. And when I first came in, the goal, the, the mission as a woman, mom of two daughters, I've coached countless women in business and men as well. But this idea of how do we move the needle? And two things really struck stuck out to me. One, the proprietary education. I came in um, and was asked to help with some of the leadership in that elite network piece. You know, like we want you to be available to really help with leadership and communication and strategy. That's your that's your wheelhouse, Susie. Um, will you take on that vertical? And that's how it was originally set up. And I said, yes. And Brad said, well, to do that, you have to go through our training, our, our pathway program. And I am in the professional development business, personal development business for you know 20 some years. And I was like, all right. And the curriculum is so powerful that by the second week, I had this breakthrough of, I didn't realize this was the lid. This was a lid that was on me of my own doing. And I'm in the field of helping people get rid of their lids. I have colleagues, I have coaches. And I was like, how did this work? And so I began to look at the training and really see the secret sauce. That's what I call it. Um, watching that happen, Brad called me um, after I finished the training and said, I'd really like you to move into the CEO role. And I will tell you this, I would not have said yes if I hadn't dealt with that lid um, in the training, because I didn't see myself as the CEO of a global company. Um, I had success in my arenas. There was business building, entrepreneurship, um, sales, those kind of things. But that was kind of beyond the scope of what was on, as I talk about my bingo card. That was not on my bingo card. And so when he asked me, um, my answer was, you know, why me? And what are my responsibilities? And then I said to him, you know, I've never been a CEO before of a, of a global company and I see your vision and I love your vision. Um, and he said, that's exactly why I want you. So I stepped into a role and it has been a crash course. Um, I have a very strategic brain. I'm a very ambitious person. I love you know the whole leadership component. And like I said earlier, we brought in people who are good at what we're not good at. So sure. while Brad sets the vision, I set the strategy. We have a phenomenal COO in Michelle Paschke. And then we have Eric Samdahl, who's our, our CTO, and he rounds out the group. And so for me, it was the idea of accelerating success. You know, I have slogged through a lot to get to the success I have. I have two master's degrees. I have multiple businesses I've started and closed and moved on. A lot of enterprises. My husband had an SME when I married him. Um, a brick and mortar store that grew to four. And so I'm in that field. But the idea when I saw this training, that this level of training is usually reserved for people once they get to the million dollar revenue mark. So whether it's uh, EO, YPO, you know, different, um, different trainings that kind of bring you up to speed with what's really in your way. My comment to Brad is if we, you want to bring that to the start of the business cycle, how much can we avoid? 
How much faster can we get to the hockey shape, you know, stick curve if we know our lids, identify them, self-identify them and move through them? Secondly, if you have access to funding and then you're trained how to use it well, and we have the Zadassi Angel Fund, which solely um, exists to see, you know, be first money in. And then you have an elite network that can plug all the holes. It felt to me like the whole package. You know, you have mindset coaches, you have technical and tactical coaches, you pay to play over and over and over again. And we're like, okay, let's bring this together. And that really intrigued me. No, that's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, you know, the channel is called Go for CEO, right? And that's what you did. You went for it. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, really neat to hear. Actually, it's making my brain stir on some of the things that we're doing with the Go for CEO channel and probably getting back with Brad and yourself and, uh, you know, finding some nuances to work with uh, with you guys because th there's a, a similar vision of what I'm doing with the Go for CEO channel. So neat. So, hey, in the first 90 days of most businesses, you know, you, you got those startup situations, you got funding to talk about, you got ops, you got you know, SOPs, you're trying to figure out things. What are some of the first things that you guys did since it's education, it's uplifting a, a, a certain, um, you know, demographic that you really want to hit and it's messaging the way that you want to get your message out there for Zadassi. What are some of the things that you did in the first 90 to 120 days to give an explanation of how you set yourself up for success? That is a great question. And I would say, um, we did a number of things well, and we did a number of things that I would do differently now. Um, I came in as the last co-founder and there with some SOPs and some business model and some motion already going. And I think Brad picked me because I'm a bit of a disruptor. And I came in and I said, okay, um, here's what's working. Here's what's not going to work. Here's where in my experience, and, and that's, you know, again, Brad was very upfront about this is your role and you need to live into this role. And so being, you know, coming to the meeting and saying, okay, hey, let's throw all this stuff on the wall. And so we met together in person. Again, if you're virtual, which we all are virtual, we'd never met. Brad had met the other two in person, um, Michelle and Eric. <clears throat> and Michelle was actually his first call because she is a phenomenal uh, systems genius and she's our COO. And so we met in person. We kind of were like, you know, at that honeymoon stage of getting to know each other. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, as we were kind of fleshing that out, we decided let's meet in person. And we threw everything on the wall. My apologies. I've done a lot of speaking and traveling. <coughs> My voice is paying apart. No worries. And, and I have to credit Michelle with the brilliance of how she did this. We did literally a brain dump. And we talked about all the passion and all the things that we wanted to bring to the table. And then we stepped back and went, okay, what's necessary for revenue? What are we doing well? What's in our way? What are our priorities? And what I see with a lot of startups is they have too many priorities. There's too many things they want to do, too many ideas. And it was this, it was this kind of filtering down of what are the first three things we're going to conquer? You know, and then a very robust later list or parking lot list. And how do we stay focused on what's going to get us out in the marketplace? And what's interesting is 120 days in, um, we realized that our exposure was actually growing globally as opposed to locally. And so this last um, May, Brad and I went to Dubai to do our first million dollar fundraise. And so there was this idea of pivoting and being aware because international growth was not in our top three. 
But as our message got out, we got these opportunities with Australia, with Pakistan, with uh, the UAE, and we had to pivot. So I think being really clear about what you want to accomplish, what the outcomes are, and then looking at, for us, what we actually can um, focus in on, because entrepreneurs are visionaries usually. So they're either visionaries and they always have a new idea, or they get kind of stuck in the details and they don't look for the new ideas. So that was a really powerful time. Um, and we came up with this um, framework of we didn't always have to agree, but we had to be in alignment. And if you have multiple co-founders, that's a very important um, paradigm. And for someone who works with major companies, Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100 companies, uh, high-level entrepreneurs on their conflict spaces, being willing willing to teach this paradigm of can you be in alignment? So we might not all agree, but are we aligned with this is going to move us forward? And really clear on what our roles were. I would say those three things were the game changer for us. What a what a huge piece of the puzzle. You know, uh, I love the word alignment because it is part of the four um, you know facets of becoming a CEO, uh, at least for the book that I'm writing. So I, I love that it, there's such genuine alignment uh, and, and thoughts about how you're how you guys put things together. Now, uh, I had heard about Dubai, so that's kind of a, a cool twist. Um, I don't know if it's with our uh, mutual friend Shafat uh, by chance, but um, tell us a little bit about that journey. A lot of people, you know, when they start something, they're either bootstrapping it. Um, you know, with me, I do a lot of SBA lending uh, from a startup or acquisition lending side of things, uh, conventional, they need equipment, all these types of traditional things, right? But, you know, you're searching for funding uh, it does have an education component and a funding component to Zadassi. So what was that journey like? Uh, tell us a little bit of the insight and, and why you guys chose to heck, you know, pick up and leave and go to Dubai. Again, terrific question. Um, one of the reasons we did this more comprehensive idea of, a, of Zadassi as a whole was because in my experience with so many businesses, and I think this was true for Brad as well, they have two pieces of the puzzle. And then they're out searching for all the others or they come in and they know the right people, but they have no idea why they can't get out of their own way or how to get funding. And so this idea of a one stop shop where if we could educate to shorten the um, the, the difficulty, the slogging through quicksand, if we could provide funding or at the very least training so that they could stand in front of VC um, more prepared or make introductions to VCs saying, hey, we're vouching for this person. You know, and then this elite network of you need a marketer, you need a web designer, whatever you need, we have people who are committed to to that, filling that hole and that gap. And that um that whole idea is like Zadassi as a as a you know as a company. Now building that out, <laughs> you know, building three things at the same time. Um, Dubai happened because one of the things we did, so we had an angel investor, and <clears throat> I have to say his name is a <clears throat> Brad Menachemson. And so he, you know, again, we bootstrapped, we've sweat equitied it, um, but we did have some investment on the front end to actually move us forward um, and get some things together. And the way Dubai came up was we were very committed to having a board of advisors, like the, the humility of here's what we know, here's what we're doing. Who do we know? Who can we can put on like five people on an advisory board who are, um, more knowledgeable in certain areas. And so one of the things we did was invited Stallion Gates, which is an investment firm located in Dubai, to be on our advisory board. Having a VC fund on your advisory board 
is, is incredible because as you're looking at funding businesses, you have access to a whole nother level of funding, a whole nother level of contacts. And so that was a big game changer. As that began to unfold and we asked our advisory board for different things, there was the invitation of, I know people in Dubai, this was um, Shafat and Amna uh, Razik, and they were like, we know people, come here, we want to we want to get this started. There's so much happening in the in the region with uh, young entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs. And so, um, you know, one of my big uh, kind of principles is when I'm opportunity knocks, say yes and figure it out as you go. I think that's part of Richard Branson's great quote. So it was, you know, can you be at du in Dubai in three weeks? You know, we want Susie to keynote. There's an award we're going to give Zadassi and she'll accept it as the, you know, woman, you know, the woman CEO. Um, and we want to set up these meetings with investors and even a potential strategic partner, which is one of my most exciting things. We have a woman who's going to be translating it into Arabic and be able mm -hmm. to reach a whole other level of uh, entrepreneurs. And so it was one of those things that kind of came to us. And as we went, we're like, okay, let's hold it loosely. Our goal is to do our million dollar fund. Our goal is to, you know, get more exposure. But what came from it was so much more than we expected. And that when we came back, we had our meeting and I was like, okay, international is moving up. We're going to move these other things down. And that goes back to the wisdom of our um, operations. You know, I tend to be, let's do it all. We can do it all. These are, and she's like, no, we're, we got three to five. What's what goes down. And so because of that, we don't wrestle with burnout. We're very aware of what we're committed to doing. And we keep, you know, this parking lot later list stays alive, but it doesn't d deter us from our path. And so we met and we're like, do we want to move this up? Because we were looking at doing some corporate work. And it was like, we've got people in the international world asking us for this. Why mm. would we not say yes? So that's kind of how it unfolded. And again, it goes back to who you know. Of course. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that as you get older in life, I think you resonate with, you know, your network being your net worth, all that type of stuff and really developing these relationships. Um, you know, you said something very important. Uh, many of us, all of us really seemed like we had met through this clubhouse function, right, of online. And then you took the leap of going to Dubai and actually shaking hands with Shafad and, <clears throat> excuse me, now I'm, I'm the one clearing my throat, uh, you know, and, and working with um, that group in Stalingate, you know, it's pretty awesome to hear. So, you know, as you've been able to kind of go to the next steps, as you built your network up again, even throughout the fact that you said that you want to stay in the United States, but now have some options in, internationally, what are some of the things that you started to put in place as far as just then prioritize it, right? So like, did the educational platform become the priority? Did the fund now availability of more access to capital and your students coming in, you know, funding them become the priority? Where did you set the purpose for the next, you know, move? So I'm going to answer a different question first, and then okay. I'm going to get to that question. Um, you mentioned that we met on Clubhouse and there's things that and your whole network is your net worth. What I have learned as I've gotten older that there we've all heard the Jim Rohn, your life is like the five people you spend the most time with. Uh, recently, I spoke at Greg Reed. If you're not familiar with him, he wrote Three Feet from Gold with Sharon Lecter. I spoke at his home um, for one of his events called Prosperity Camp. And, and he, in that time, they talked about your reference group. And to me, that's one circle out. And it really hit me hard that 
you know, Clubhouse expanded my reference group. So yes, I'm having Zoom meetings with Shafat. I'm having Zoom meetings with Brad. I'm coming on a CEO before having ever, you know, met him in person. When we got to Dubai, it was like a family reunion. It was like, I know you, I've heard your voice, I've heard your stories. So good to see you physically. Um, So that's the idea of, are you looking at a different reference group? And for me, that, that framework of it made me more bold because it wasn't like I got to break up with all my family and I've got to stop talking to, you know, I want to make sure my five people are are on board with where I'm headed, but suddenly my reference group expanded and it opened up opportunities that I didn't even know about. So that being said, education is the foundation of Zadassi. It is, we have a pathway program that's a four week intensive with about a 90 day build out that revolutionizes your life, your business, yourself, where you're going. It's not a mindset course. It's not a business coaching course. It is a training that requires you to, to what I say is decode and dismantle the barriers to your success. We all have them. We all think we're dealing with them. And it's the, the curriculum, the secret sauces revealing what you don't even know is there. So that's very powerful. We have all kinds of testimonials for that. That's always been the basis because when you can get out of your own way in a real tangible way, you then can move at a much faster speed. The funding has always been kind of, um, uh, I want to say intertwined. Now you don't have to want funding to go through our program. Um, some people aren't, uh, they're a service provider, they're a coach, they're a consultant, and they just want to accelerate. Other people want, um, <clears throat> they're looking for funding, they're developing products, they're developing software, um, SaaS products, and they need that idea, that introduction. And so our funding is, when you go through our training, there's two legs. The second leg moves you into the entrepreneurship expansion versus personal, the kind of the personal growth, personal, it's, I hate to use that word, but this, you know, acceleration and that training prepares you for what you don't know in business. A lot of people have gone for their first cap raise, their bank loan, and they're like, I don't know what to ask for. I don't know what to do. And so we prepare them, we vet them, and then we recommend them. If not to our fund, to one of the numerous people that we have access to because of what we're doing. So it's it's a very in tandem thing. And the network's just kind of, I would say the underneath, because once you begin to know people, you get to know all the people they know and you have access to them. So we're in Dubai, I know Shafat. Shafat's like, here's Sheik so-and-so, here's the ambassador from South Africa. Here's the you know woman who's doing the most work in this area to give women entrepreneurs benefit. And, and suddenly you're like, you're not, looking or scrolling or LinkedIn-ing, you're, you're just like, hi. And we have new partners because of that. And that's a very powerful thing. So, uh, so powerful. I mean, you know, there's four attributes that we go through in the, in the go for CEO community, right? Uh, first of all is, is assessing where you're at. I love that you are the actual example of Zadassi putting you in a situation to become the CEO because you made a breakthrough yourself going through the program, right? Then you aligned yourself, which is with Brad and, you know, and everybody else, right? Michelle, every, and then obviously Shafat and everybody else and Eric. Uh, and then you, you, you took accountability, right? You, you looked yourself in the, in the mirror and, 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 and then last one, you took action. So it's pretty cool. I'm like getting goosebumps because it's all that go for CO is also channeling. Um, so really, really neat. So the business model itself, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, the last 60 days, you know, coming up, I know we've trying to arrange something and um, it's been neat to hear kind of all the things through Brad and text messaging and stuff like that. But for our go for CEO community, what is going on right now? So 
you know, are you guys marketing this on a worldwide scenario? Are you channeling just the international for now, putting people through the, the, the courses? What's kind of the function of the day-to-day -day business at the moment? So it's twofold. The data, actually, I'm going to say three. Um, the day-to-day -day business has to do currently, we are focused on this international expansion. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'm doing the training curriculum with two women from Dubai, two women from Australia. Wow. Um, and that, because the, the training is a cohort of four women. And that that level of intensity and coaching and and going through the curriculum, it is, it's part of why you accelerate because most things you pay to play and you're one of many. So there's that piece that we're growing internationally, training, um, looking for partners. There is the ongoing training we're doing with our, you know, our network, the people we know who hear what we're doing. And that's the pathway program. With that, um, while we're building out international, the, the, the thrust with the education, excuse me, John, is Sorry. looking for referral partners. We have a lot of people who love what we're doing, who understand that um, we could be a precursor, a bookend to what they're doing. Here's an example. I was at an event and a woman came up to me at the end and asked me for if, if, if I did business coaching. And I was like, I do entry-level strategy and, you know, or mid. Um, I know what my my um, parameters are. And so she called, we got on a call. And as I'm listening to her and getting to know her at the event, I realized she needed the curriculum and the training and uh, the clarity, confidence, and um, that comes from that um, before she did business training. Now, I would make more if I did business training with her, but I knew that I knew that I knew this would accelerate her ability to take the coaching that she's getting and really implement it. And so referral partners have come up and said, how do we support? And, you know, everybody's looking for passive streams of income in this day and age. And so if we have a man or woman who has an audience um, that really resonates, then we meet with them and we talk about them being a referral partner. And then there is a, you know, a remuneration for that. And what we found with that is um, the growth is faster because it's not just who we know. It's not just our social media. It's not just whatever marketing plan we have. And it's a little different than where the market's going right now. Everybody's scraping data. You know, you can get a LinkedIn. I can build your LinkedIn. You know, I can't tell you how many emails I get. Hi, I saw you on LinkedIn. And, and so this is going back to our foundation. Who do you know that needs to know me? Who do I know that needs to know you? And so in this referral place, we're really expanding that out more so in the U.S. because we've got people coming in uh, over, you know, that doesn't mean if you're international, you shouldn't call me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, it you're, you're saying so many things that uh, in life you start to learn, right? Things come around that leave, that come back around, right? It's kind of like the uh, Omega thing. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I would say like, you know, I never wanted bell bottoms to come back from this from the 70s. But, uh, <laughs> but in the sense of, you know, uh, clothing and stuff is really kind of interesting to put it into a parameter of business, right? And go for CEO community, you've heard such great things the last few minutes of of just how Susie thinks and why Zadassi is really making an impact. You know, um, you know. I, I guess the one thing that that really comes to mind at the moment is where then the next 90 days are headed, right? If, if you've got this referral network, uh, and I could see even the Gopher CEO community being a part of that uh, because it really channels into where we're all learning, right? And we're all growing. And if you're learning and growing, ladies and gentlemen, you're 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 part of it, right? You're part of life, and you're and you're you know. Growing well, you're part of the top two percent of life because most yeah. people, most people, 
day, their days, their work, their life is 95 to 97% of what you did the day before. Repetition, 100%. Yeah. And, and Brad and I have talked about it. I actually bought the book for, uh, for Joe um, Dispenza. Uh, so I know some of the principles that he uses uh, with Zadassi are, are rooted in some of that stuff. And uh, it's been interesting to see my wife, actually, she went through a Kathy Heller, who's kind of a disciple of Dispenza and Seth Rogen. So, so many cool things. And, and, and there's so much out there that all of us can win in our own brand, right? Zadassi, Gopher CEO, and, you know, I'm wearing a valuetainment hat. Uh, you know, that guy's done some great stuff on YouTube and, and things that he's done. But, you know, so we, we try to end our, our um, interviews with the CEO principle, right? So it's client experience. Uh, engagement, I used to call it employee engagement, but really engagement of just your vendors, your refer part, referring partners, your funding uh, partners, those types of things, and then operations. Um, we touched on some of that, but I'd love to get your perspective from a high view, you know, client experience, you know, your specific client that comes through Zadassi, that is your client. What does that, you know, look like right now, as far as just maybe 30 seconds to a minute of just how does that look like as a client experience from a top level? Uh, the client experience on a top level is one of coming in and looking for and, and gaining um, a safe, confidential space. Um, a lot of hands-on. Um, so again, <clears throat> this is not your basic pay and not be nurtured. So mm -hmm. the experience they have is, a, is really, um, it's personalized, but, and it, it's, how do I say this? Um, I, I don't know if you're asking, let me ask this better. Are you asking for our, our customer journey or what the client's going to experience? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, you know, what do you- They come in through a funnel and they meet with us and we have, we don't yeah. let vet everybody who comes through our program. It's not buy here and get in um, yeah. because we're very careful about who we put together. And again, you can have a 20 year old and 80 year old together and there's things we learn from each other because there's sure. different life experiences. And what you realize when you get older is that- so much of success is not about mechanics or tactics. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I just got to get my website up. Then I'll do personal growth or then I'll do some <clears throat> systems work. And it really is, is coming in, finding a safe place to talk about what you don't talk about with anybody else. And that sounds so weird. And I remember going in and going, I, 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 I grew up in this community. I have this community. And again, seeing in a room full of mirrors, oh, I'm missing this. And so there is a um, coming home to yourself is kind of how I like to say it. And then living in the chance of what would you do if anything was possible and really equipping people to begin to build out their next 90 days with a different uh, framework. And then, yeah, so th those are some things um, <clears throat> that we're doing that I think make our client experience different. Fantastic. Fantastic. So engagement, right? I mean, obviously you guys took a trip to Dubai as an engaging, um, you know, scenario. You, Brad, Eric, Michelle all got together and engaged. You know, I'm sure some of the, some of the people that you just said right now that you're going to be a part of this four uh, leadership, um, you know, curriculum where you were, you invited other people. So why do people engage with Zadassi right at the moment and you as a CEO of the company? I think people are tired of being sold. Okay. I think people are weary of smoke and mirrors. I think um, the digital world has grown enough that now it's like another course. Oh, I paid for this and I was sold this and I got this. And so there's this idea of, or 
I was sold this and then they wanted me to buy this, 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 this. And so I think why people come and engage with us is because there's an authenticity and there is a full spectrum kind of um, place to land. It's like your entrepreneurial home. You know, um, the idea of, you know, we've got the Avengers, we've got this and this and this and this. And because of that engagement is both safe and this is a strange word to use, but the word I would use is sufficient because you don't need to go outside of the Zadassi family to find what you need. And so what I think happens is people stop being distracted. It's like, okay, I trust these people. I, I, I've come to know them in a different way. They have vetted people and, and, and I want a shortcut. I mean, we all want to hack our way to success, like hashtag hack, not, you know, machete hack. <laughs> we want to shortcut our way to success. And so why not be with people who actually are genuine and help you do that? I think the fact that we, um, one of the things for me as CEO that I came in and said very early on is we have to go slow to go fast. We have to slow down and make sure our systems are in place. We have to slow down and make sure our compensation plan is in place. We have to make sure we have these things that are clear because we can set anything out there and people can start buying, but you have one chance to make a first impression. And so we really, we, we pulled back a little bit, which was very interesting given if, because you know, Brad, he was like, go, go, go. And, um, and yet in alignment, he said, okay, explain go slow to go fast. And he saw the alignment of being able to move forward. And what we have seen is that we have people um, who have the receipts, who really like we've had a CE, former CEOs, we've had television producers, we've had COOs of global companies come through our training and go, huh, I knew I trusted you and you said do it and I never knew this is what I get on the other side. And so there's this idea of it not being the, the, the same beat, same drum, same sales tactics, same funnel. And I think that really draws people in. No, I love it. Well, and engagement is so powerful, right? Uh, once you get that right, it, it creates a culture around your business. Um, there's a guy named Andy Priscilla that I that I follow. He has a, a group called Arate with a guy named Ed Milet, but then he runs a hundred million plus uh, supplement business. And, you know, he talks about, you know, all of you guys always ask, well, is my product good? Is my this good? This good? But, you know, if you've got those things aligned that you just talked about, I mean, you're going to succeed, right? It, it's it's part of then just putting the hard work. So the last one of CEO is operational excellence. And you touched on it a little bit, you know, with systems and processing and stuff like that. But operational excellence, you know, it's really uh, a component of when you get that sale, if your operations are good, you could lose it, right? Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur, uh, you could always have the line, the lights of shining on you for a sale, but if your operations are, are are not good, it could really deter you from being successful. So from a high level, operational excellence from your uh, point of view. I think that's such an essential piece that entrepreneurs miss. Um, a lot of them and SMEs as, SMEs as well, because if someone, we tend to report bad things more than good things. So if you're, if you make a sale and you don't deliver, that's going to reach the interwebs mm -hmm. versus, you know, people are very much more, people are quicker to say what they don't like than what they like. So you have to be aware, very aware of that. Operations yeah. from a high level is get yourself an expert, be humble enough to go, what do we need to do? And Michelle Paschke is that, and, and we have an incredible working relationship. And there have been times when she has said to me, Susie, like, this is mine. Let me, you know, and, and be willing to lean into someone who knows operations better than you do. You know, 
I'm a strategic thinker, but the operation stuff she came up with and the things that she held us to were really powerful. And so I think from a high level, be willing to be like one of my friends um, calls it herding cats, be willing to be <laughs> herded, be willing to um, know that there it's more than just an idea. It's more than just a mission. It's more than just a customer journey. It's more than just your desire for success and your revenue goals. That's all up here. If you don't have the systems, if you don't have the, the place where somebody can touch down and know they'll be well taken care of, you will lose your business. And if you're always fighting with your operations, you know, there's system building that's better than I do. And so that moment where you go, okay, here's the pen, you lead the meeting. You, you know, you, you pull us, you, you know, you pull us. And I will give you this last example because we're in startup mode, because it's a lot of sweat equity. When we brought the international, you know, expansion to the table and up our operations, uh, Michelle looked at the four of us and said, okay, what's moving down? And I remember thinking, oh, no, no, we'll just add it. And she said, what's moving down? We have the capacity at this point with all of our other commitments and where we're going with the business to do these, you know, three things. Well, right now we can get more capacity over time. That's fine. But looking at what we have and being willing to be in alignment and let your operations person run operations. I don't see that a lot. I see a lot of control from the CEO because they think they have to know and have hands in everything. I often say, here's the outcome. I don't care how you do it. Just this is the outcome because that's your expertise. It is not mine. Man, uh, you know, you just dropped a bomb on that. And I am John the bomb, right? So, <laughs> so look, you know, building others means business. Others build your business, right? Uh, it's all intertwined and super, super excellent. So Susie, thank you so much for coming on the GoForCEO channel. Uh, it's been such a joy to kind of have you on and having had Brad and, and understanding, I've, you know, I've talked to Eric offline as well and haven't had a chance to, you know, totally speak to Michelle yet. But um you know, it's so cool to see that you four are together, really building such a great brand and, and what you're doing internationally and nationally for us. So, you know, tell us a little bit about how to communicate with you, what the website is, how people can start to investigate Zadassi and, and, you know, they can be a part of it in the future as well. It's great. The best way to get to us um, is Zadassi.com and it's Z-A-D-A-S-I.com and you can see it on my, next to my Susie Albert Miller name. That will take you to our website. You can get free training resources. You can get um, on, you know, a contact email if you want to know more. You know, you'll get one of us um, on the phone with you or in a Zoom call. So that's really the best way. And here's the fun part about getting in early. You get in on the ground floor. Like I, I'm, I'm talking to people who want to come in, versus you know, a year from now I won't be doing that. I know that. Um, you know, that's one thing. The other thing is we have a Facebook community. I don't care what you think of Facebook. Here's another example. Our operations said, I build great Facebook communities. Okay, we'll all get on Facebook. And so there's a Facebook community under the name of Zadassi that has free training, has great people in it, good connection. So one of those two ways you'll get to us and then you'll just be part of our ecosystem. And when you're ready for something we offer, I, I invite you to raise your hand and, and say yes. And I will tell you that it's revolutionary. Um, it has changed the trajectory of my work, my business, my life. And that was enough for me to go all in. Uh, now, Susie, you're the example. I mean, you know, it's so cool that you started off by saying, hey, I, I took the challenge from Brad as a co-founder, right? Went through the process and found some discoveries, some unlitting of things that uh, allowed you then to also explore the ability to be the CEO of Zadassi. So 
Thank you so much for coming to the, you know, to the Go for CEO channel. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not subscribed to the channel, become a subscriber. You know, follow us on uh, Facebook. We have a group as well on LinkedIn uh, and, and social audio apps and all around the, all around the world, really. So um, thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to, you know, one of the things that we do uh, a little bit different as a podcast is we'd love to channel in, you know, maybe six to 12 months from now, see the progress, you know, hopefully have a tribe of people that have listened to this recording and this podcast and and be excited to hear about the updates coming up for Zadassi and, and your journey, Susie. So will you, have, will you come back to the- I will come back. Um, this has been a, such a delightful and insightful interview. John, thank you so much for the questions you ask and the work that you're doing to help. I mean, again, if you're a, I often say you need to be CEO of your own life. So everyone, whether you're, you might, you might not give yourself the title, like in my consulting business, I don't say I'm the CEO of my consulting business, but I am, you know, you the CEO of your life. So I love the work you're doing. I love that you're building others to build business. And I just am so grateful for this opportunity. Well, well, we'll talk a little bit offline here in a few minutes here, because uh, there's some continuity of, of Go for CEO and what you just shared. You, you've said it better than I have. But, uh, I love it. So that is the Go for CEO community, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much. Subscribe to the channel. We're trying to grow this channel to a thousand plus and then get to hundreds of thousands of subscribers. You know, come back, read and leave a message for Susie in the comments in any one of the ways that we drop this video. So thank you and have a great day.